the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Let's take a quick little look around the NFL. Certainly enough headlines to get us through this episode and ones that definitely deserve some of our attention, uh, both with some Pittsburgh ties and then, of course, some that have nothing to do with Pittsburgh, but any NFL fan would be intrigued by. But let's start with the one that brought things a little bit close to home <laughs> A little too close for comfort. Antonio Brown, you remember him. We all remember him. You remember? We remember Antonio Brown. He... I remember. He tweeted out yesterday that he just wants to retire as a Steeler. And he clarified, then clarified it saying, just to be clear, not play, <laughs> just retire. So do you think that means he thinks there's still enough left in the tank that some team wants, that some team needs him? Or that is he ready I'm to done. hang it up? I'm yeah. coming back to Pittsburgh, but not to play here. That's what I was wondering too, and I, I feel like he thinks he can still play, right? Well, let me put it this way: I know physically he thinks he can still play, and I think, I think, I think physically he still he's still p- capable of playing. I mean, you saw I, when he when he undressed at the Jets game when he fam- infamously walked off. I mean, the guy is still ripped. The guy is still in super incredible shape. They needed him, too, because with the, all the receivers right. that went down in the end of the season. Who was the guy that caught that game-winning touchdown? Do you I remember? I can't remember They were name. down for that whole game, right? And Brady yeah. came back, and it was some no-name that caught the game-winning touchdown. But you can do that against the Jets. Of course. When, you're, not- <laughs> playing the Ram- when you're playing the Rams in the playoffs, it's different. And they needed A.B. in those mm-hmm. Rams games and in a lot of games because of Godwin's injury. They Brady needed his dog, Antonio Brown, out there, and— Antonio Brown quit on the team completely, but I have the same thought that you did when I saw the tweets. Is is he saying that he is just like, hey, five years from now, when I do retire, I want to be a Steeler, sign that one-day contract, and go uh, walk into the sunset with the black and gold helmet on my head? Or was he legitimately saying, like, I'm done, I'm a rapper now, I'm you know going to be a, a, a social media star, and just a you know just I don't even know how to describe it. It's just those people that are just famous for being famous. You know what I mean? Like, is that the route that he wants to go down now? Ugh. And he's saying, "I sign me to the one day contract now. I just want to retire and I just want to be done." I, I don't know. You ne- I find it hard to believe that he'd walk away completely. But then again, it's a B, so he really zigs more than anybody when you think he's going to zag. That's the problem: is that you, no one can get inside the head of Antonio Brown. Which is ridiculous because as of, what, four years ago, you thought this is the most set-in-stone guy in the league. Completely focused, last guy to go work out, or first guy at the gym in the morning, last guy to leave, leaves it all out on the field. The number one offensive player in the league by far over that stretch from what, what would you say, 2014 to 2018, Tom? Yeah. About a five-year stretch or so? Yeah. I mean, he was the best receiver Trending to be the best receiver in Steelers history. Like you could, he might be still is. Like, you might just based off of the numbers yeah. alone and the talent alone. It's he's up there. I mean, he's up there. But given the history of this of this franchise, it's hard to really place yourself as the number one guy given the way he exited. But still, going back, like this guy was. You had you just said, let's let's deal with you know the Le'Veon Bell sitting out let's deal with the Ryan Shazier injury we can deal with it because guess what we have the best player in the NFL right now Antonio Brown we have the guy who's the most focused player in the league right now football is his life now 
I don't even know if he knows what the word football means. He was always a little crazy, but like he was weird. I mean, he did the he did the training camp entrances, and he refused to stay at St. Vincent. At St. Vincent, but that was something that was held out of the public's eye for a long time. But his AB spending time in the hotel. Still, like they did a good job. The Steelers did of not still, really letting that happen. Like, if there's out. a guy you allow to do it, it's Antonio Brown. Yeah, there's different rules for different levels of players. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was able to take every Wednesday off because he's Ben Roethlisberger. And during that time span, from like 2014 to 2018, he definitely deserved that credit. I mean, now or before then, I would say you're a little asking for a little much. On the field, he still might deserve it, but the off the field has bled so far oh, into on the field that it is affecting. Well, now you can kind of say the— it's affecting his availability. Well, so, like, you don't know if he's going to even be there on Sunday. Not only that, but you can kind of say the off the field stuff has bled onto on the field, onto the on the field stuff literally because of his antics at that New York Jets game. Yeah, that was one of the most crazy things we've ever seen. And I got to be honest with you, I bet there's a lot of teams out there that would be knocking on his door for services. But you can't just quit in the middle of a game. Like, if he would, if he let me put it this way, if he would have come out after the game in the locker and quit, room. Or just didn't show up for practice on Monday. Where's AB? Where's AB? And then finally it comes out, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. Teams would be more open, I bet, to kicking the tires on bringing him in this year. But quitting on such a public forum in national TV, doing jumping jacks in the end right. zone, it's while your team is losing the game that they need to win not only was against it... a, sh- a crappy team, well, <laughs> is that, they're, that, they're bad. that bad. Like, you're losing that game and he quits on you. Like, that... Any GM, the Bills GM, the Packers mm-hmm. GM, the Ravens GM, all these GMs that need wide England, receivers, yeah. they're going to be like, he'll quit. He'll quit. If Mac Jones doesn't throw him the ball, say he has five catches, but he needed seven in his mind. Like, he, he, he'll he quit. If Aaron Rodgers is not giving him the ball when he thinks he should be, he's going to quit. Like, that's what they're probably going through in their head right now. Everything about his exit in New York kind of solidified everyone's opinion of him, right? There were people who were kind of still holding out hope, saying, look at him. He turned, yes, I, yes, he failed in uh, Oakland England. and New England. But look at him turning the new leaf with a quarterback that can take care of him and Brady. He wins the Super Bowl. He catches his touchdown. He catches a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. He's a contributing player on that team. Good for him. He's finally come around after a couple of years of being in this purgatory of unknown mental stability. But then it's it's all laid out on the table. This guy really never came down from that. Yeah, I was kind of on that path, too, where I was like, I don't see an end in sight, really, for him in, in Tampa Bay. Really, whenever he decides that he wants to leave, which that's actually how it ended up perfectly. But, he- but I thought, you know, this is a guy who... Maybe he's not the A.B. of that 2014 to 2018 stretch, but he's still good enough to be with Brady for a five-year period and be one of Brady's go-to guys. And, again, I thought that, you know, the Hall of Fame for him, I thought kind of escaped him when he went off the deep end the first time, going to to Oakland, then Oakland, now Vegas, and bouncing from there to New England. And then eventually getting suspended and not being able to play until Tampa Bay finally came in and picked him up. But, you know, when he goes to Tampa Bay, he wins that Super Bowl. He catches a touchdown in that Super Bowl. He's clearly established himself as, yeah, I'm still really damn good at playing this Mm -hmm. game. And then he goes into this last year, and he has injury problems throughout the season, but he has those games still where he shows you that he's A-B and he's still a legitimate, can legitimate be a number one receiver I, I thought, you know, things were kind of trending back towards if he can spend another five years in Tampa on his best behavior, 
yeah, it'll be tough to convince some guys in those Hall of Fame rooms about his antics, but it'll be a lot easier because you can always come back with the redemption angle and be like, yeah, he he screwed up, but then he goes to Tampa, he wins the Super Bowl, and he was good for five years and put up even he more could numbers. Win multiple. I mean, he they, could have won they multiple. Won, yeah. They won one already. It's very possible with Brady around. They can keep getting back there. So I feel like he was all, like it's almost like he had the left uh-huh. arm back in the gold jacket, and then when he ripped off his shoulder pads in the Jets game, he, he did the completely ripped. Right, the gold there's no chance off. he gets no it chance now. now. I don't Not care long. how good that may be the best five year stretch of any player at any position, given their statistical possibilities or statistical opportunities. And he has a ring, and he's got with a touchdown in the game. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, just with the Steelers. That's I, I know, I, yeah, I get but you. But on top of that, but, like, he's got the ring. He's got a catch. Right. You can't hold him back for saying, "Well, he never won." Well, he did. Or so. he didn't contribute. Well, like Le'Veon Bell was on that Kansas City team. Didn't he even play. wouldn't have played a snap if they had won that ring. I think it's absolutely zero percent chance he ever now makes it in. for sure. Like you know how when To had him in for a long time and people were saying. I kind of see it because of all of his off of- I think that's what AB was going to be facing if he didn't quit on the team like the Jets. It was going to be the T.O. thing where it's like seven so years many past, years, eight years past, right. nine years past, and it's finally like it's enough already. Even though he's like, an all-time great. They're just going to keep holding him out because of the person that he was. But now, like T.O. never quit in the middle of the no. game and like walked T.O. Off cried over his quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. My quarterback. Like, he literally... <laughs> Never did that. No, like, he he. Randy, anything, Randy Moss mooned a crowd once. Mm-hmm. Fake. He didn't actually pull his pants right. down, but never did that. Like never just decided I'm done. No thanks. I'm leaving the game. Like that is the cardinal sin of all cardinal sins. You don't quit. You can come back from a lot of off the field crap, but quitting on the field in the middle of a game in such a public way, like he didn't even just like quietly take his helmet off and walk right. down the tunnel. Like he jumping jack before in the that though. Of the end you zone. saw the you saw Mike Evans. He was having this temper tantrum, and Mike Evans was doing was his like, best. Stop. Like, Chill. Like we'll talk about it. Just relax. Like play the rest Couldn't of the game, it. or go into the locker room, and we'll figure this out at the end of the game. And nope. Ripping off my helmet, ripping off my shoulder pads because I guess Arians wanted him to play hurt. I don't know. We still have well, no right. Clear. That was the weird thing was that he was having a good season, got hurt, missed a ton of weeks, but then that week before the Jets game, he came back and had a huge game. Like I think ten plus catches, over a hundred yards. He was also a certain amount of receptions away from triggering a million dollar signing bonus, and I think we actually had Borky on the Mark Madden show after He's that the game. He pointed it out, and he was the one that was like. You don't think Tom is going to get you the catches you need to get a million dollars? We saw it with Gronk that uh, this mm-hmm. very year. You know, Tom knows what kind of bonuses these guys have, and he is that kind of guy that's going to be like, "Hey, AB, you need five catches. All right, let's throw five screen passes towards AB's side door in this game." You know what I mean? Like he was going to get him that. So not only did he shoot himself in the foot, maybe future career-wise and legacy-wise, as far as Canton is concerned, he quite literally took millions of dollars out of his own pocket by just quitting on the team. I mean that that's a different level of crazy. Like to to actively and I don't know if he actively did it cuz connect the dots in the moment but like to look back and say man I had a 1.5 million dollar signing bonus as good as gotten as long as I just stay healthy-ish and Tom Brady's still our quarterback to none of that just because mm-hmm. you decided to leave because you felt bad about a way a coach was talking to you. So to that point when we were discussing earlier about does he try to make it again in the NFL, or does he try to make himself just A-B, right? A-B, the person, make money off of that. 
Do you think that makes you lean toward that direction versus the NFL? He's just clueless in terms of— I think of he is going to lean more towards now— Maybe as a person, but maybe not because of a choice. He's also, maybe he just he's also announced his retirement over the last three years about fifteen times. So don't. So this could be the sixteenth time, but this could be the actual one without him realizing it. That is the official retirement announcement. Well, speaking of guys who have retired and maybe resurrecting their career, Drew Brees was in the headlines a little bit uh, in recent days as saying that. He is no longer going to be with NBC. He is not going to be on their broadcast team for uh, pregame. I think he did some Notre Dame games as well during the college football season and is instead pondering a potential return to the football field. I I, I didn't see this one coming, to be honest with you. I thought Drew Brees was going to be done and, and be done for good just simply because it wasn't like Brady when he fake retired this past offseason and everybody was like, dude led the league in touchdown passes last year. Definitely more in the tank. Breeze was done. Like, we yeah, knew, we knew was, that Burger was But not was only that, it's been a year. So, like, he's probably going to be even worse, right? I mean, maybe his arm feels a little bit stronger, but by week 15, week 16, we know what happens with Drew Breeze's arm now. It falls off. We knew what happened two years ago. Jameis Winston threw the longest touchdown pass in the last playoff game they played. It was two years. It wasn't just now, Tom. That was two years ago. By the time the season will start... That'll be two seasons ago. Are you comfortable with the guy that you had two seasons ago coming back a year separated from the game? No game experience, no training camp, no practice, no nothing. After a year of sitting out and say, oh, I feel I feel ready to go. I think it's I think it's kind of just headlines. I think it, and I think it might also be a little bit of a fabrication. Like you said, maybe somebody's just, you know, trying to get a couple clicks and they're like, how do I get clicks? Say Drew Brees is going to come back. Uh, Saints coach Dennis Allen came out and said he thinks that Brees is not going to come back and that this tweet that he made last night was in jest where Brees said, despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know. I think Breeze either is, A, getting out in front of these reports that he didn't want to get leaked out that he's thinking about a comeback, and he's just, you know, saying, oh, look at how ridiculous this is. I may do all this stuff. I'm retired. I can do whatever I want. Or it was just literally bleep stirring by someone saying that Breeze might come back, and he's he's decided that he will not come back. He will not come back. I'll say that right now. He's... However, He's done. the only thing I'll say is if Jameis Winston goes down again, I probably want Drew Brees but that's just over the, Andy Dalton. But that's over just Andy the Dalton. thing. Like last year, I think, was the time to do that, to pull that trigger. Sean, right, Pay- and they Sean Payton was still there. Right. And well, I also Winston think- goes down, and you're in – at that point, you're in the hunt for the playoffs with when before Winston went down. Like, honestly, if Winston stayed healthy – probably picked the Saints to beat the Eagles for that seventh seed and make the playoffs last year. Because they were right there. They were right there. I think they were like 5-3 and three when Winston went down. So that would have been the time, right, for Breeze, the, the Breeze light to go up in the so sky much, for him to come back. It's so much harder to do it and just Mid-season. join. Rather than now, if he's being serious, at least if he says tomorrow, I'm coming back, then you have the whole offseason. If you really want to make this stride, then yeah, you you could have the off season to work back your arm strength and whatnot with the team, meet the guys, get to know the guys, create that relationship with Chris Olave, especially. 
I, I still don't see it. Speaking of Sean Payton, by the way, he signed a deal with Fox. He's going to be a studio analyst this upcoming season. I'm surprised because I thought that Payton would find his way back on a sideline. Still think he will, but taking that cushy Fox studio job for at least one year while he, you know, tries to get his ducks in a row. I think Payton was going to coach Miami. I, I think that the Brady to the Dolphins and Sean Payton to the Dolphins was, was legit, and I think the Brian Flores lawsuit really nuked a lot of it. I really do. There's a lot of solid reporting, especially the Brady to the Dolphins side of it, and and it the Brady yeah, to the Dolphins there's smoke thing could where still happen. Yeah, but there's smoke where that fire is because of that retirement. Like that mm-hmm. retirement was clearly a ploy to try to get out of out of Tampa Bay. No, not just out of Tampa. Get air ins out of the head coach. True. Spot. Well, I think that's. I think he wanted out when he realized he wasn't going to be able to go anywhere else. Then he approached the owners and was like, "Get this guy out of here." Then, but like, what is, what is Miami doing? I get you like the upside of Tua. But wouldn't any wouldn't any team right now take the guy you know is Tom Brady currently over the upside in Tua? I think that the Dolphins wanted Brady. I just think that with this Brian Flores thing, Brady got cold on them and was like, I don't really want to be on a team that has a little turmoil around it right now. My only turmoil here in Tampa is I don't like my head coach. And I can very easily wash my hands of the head coach here in Tampa Bay. But, yeah, I, I thought Peyton, again, was going to do that. I, I bet you we find Peyton. By the next five years, I bet you he's roaming the sidelines Interesting. as a head coach. Uh, again, um, speaking of the Dolphins, look at these transitions easily. Look at you. Our old buddy, who walked away from the Steelers in the middle of last season to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, has now found himself a new home on South Beach as the Miami Dolphins agreed to a deal with defensive end Melvin Ingram. Uh-uh. Little throwback. Right, we didn't really get we didn't really get the chance to get to him last episode. But you know, he wasn't that great last year. He had a couple good games for the Steelers at the beginning of the year, and then he kind of found his spot early Uh, on. That was the weird. That was the really annoying. You knew he was going to get like a sack or two right away. The annoying thing for the Saints was when their defense was as bad as it's ever been. Sorry, what did I say? Saints. Sorry, the the Chiefs at the beginning of the season when they went three and four. Right, everyone was thinking, what is going on in Kansas City? And then, lo and behold, they won, what, their next nine games, ten games? Yes. To end the season. And that started the week that the Chiefs uh, acquired Melvin Ingram. And that's when not only Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes again, but their defense is really what turned things around. And people were saying, oh, this addition of Melvin Ingram really solidifies it. That was the story for about the first three weeks, and then he kind of quieted down and disappeared. But yeah, I, I, I think he's over. I think he's over the hill. I think he's over the hill. If it wasn't clear for the Steelers last year, the fact that he wasn't brought back to this Chiefs team, that should make it even more so. Yeah, especially because he's not that expensive. But you know, as far as the signing goes for the Dolphins, I would say I get it. What was it. the actual? What were the figures of it? I'd have to double check that for you, but I I kind of get the signing of of Melvin Ingram because you want a little bit of a veteran. Uh, it's just one year, $5 million for him and the Dolphins. Well, there you go. I mean, th- that is no investment whatsoever. It's so not... even the Dolphins aren't sure that he's going to be a, a piece for them. Buddy, how could you be? He quit on one of his teams last year. Like, he legitimately mm-hmm. did not want to play as a Pittsburgh Steeler last year. You had to work. Like, if you're the Dolphins, you have a lot of young pass rushing talent as well. Mm-hmm. What if they're better than Melvin Ingram? What if Ingram's number three? What if he's in that same spot he was stuck right. in last year with Pittsburgh? And he'll be unhappy how's again. He gonna, how's he going to react? Exactly. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why, you know, only one year, five million. I Also, I, he's just old and injured and, and over the hill a little bit. I mean, like, he's just not going to command as much money as he used to. 
He's definitely not. And he's I mean, he's clearly just not the same player. And to be honest, Tom, we were talking in our previous episode about the Dolphins because they went out and they got Teron Armstead. We obviously said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for that move. Yeah. And that was on top of the Tyreek Hill uh, acquisition. So those two moves alone, we really were favorable to. However, the Melvin Ingram one is where you kind of pause on the on the on the offseason for the Miami Dolphins, right? Like they got over maybe not over, they got past the Brian Flores situation. Messy as a head coaching departure could possibly ever be, but they're done with it. They really had to find their way via free agency because they've given up so many uh of their first round, second round draft capital over the years for guys like Tua obviously for Tyreek Hill. So they weren't picking in either of those first two rounds. So you really had to make your your stamp or your 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 move with uh the guys in free agency and this one really wasn't anything special. This Melvin Ingram one, it's just a piece an additional piece but kind of like how we talked about for the Saints last episode with folding or or just letting, letting go of Marcus Williams only to bring in Tyron Matthew. I think the Dolphins probably would be just as okay having not spent that extra $5 million. Well, you mentioned Tyreek Hill when that, when you were talking about what the Dolphins did this offseason. He reset the market for wide receivers. The market for defensive backs has just been reset by the Green Bay Packers as they have signed all-pro cornerback Jair Alexander to a contract extension. The defensive back recorded a, a record signing bonus of $30 million as part of his four-year $84 million deal. That's an average of $21 million per year. It is a new high watermark for defensive backs. I don't know if Jair Alexander is the best defensive back in football, but he is the best one that was due for a contract, and that's how it works. If you're the best one that's due for a new contract, you're gonna get a new, uh, you're gonna set a new market high watermark mm-hmm. for for your position. I mean, of all the names we've discussed, gotta love the Packers spending a ton of money on defense. <laughs> Dra- they drafted defense I mean, with their first two picks. You and I they love spent it. money on the defense. Like it's all defense for Green Bay because hey, Aaron Rodgers at 38 years old will do it all, do everything. On offense, maybe Rodgers likes it because he's a guy who's been on the team. Alexander has been; he's a contributor, of course. But again, I mean, like you said, you're not going you 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 forego retaining Devontae Adams. You have two first round draft picks, and you don't take a wide receiver with either of them. You wait until the second round, and you have to trade up because you have a feeling that the teams ahead of you are going to take the guys that you have your eyes on. So I'm sure Rodgers isn't happy with the lack of attention spent on wide receivers, but when it comes to Jari Alexander, I think it's a good move for the Packers to make in the long term. And finally, the last headline that I wanted to touch on. Deshaun Watson and the NFL are scheduled to meet this week in Texas to determine if Watson violated its code of conduct, the NFL's code of conduct. He's facing 22 civil lawsuits from women who have accused him of inappropriate sexual conduct during massage sessions. Two grand juries in Texas have declined to indict Watson on criminal charges, and Watson denied all the wrongdoing. So he's in the clear as far as the, the court is concerned with the two grand juries saying that he they will not indict him. But there's still 22 civil lawsuits that are out there, and the NFL does not like to have those kind of things hanging over their heads, especially at a 
premier position like quarterback and with a premier player like Deshaun Watson. So I have to imagine that we might not find out by the end of this week, but the result of this meeting or this being the first of a couple meetings with him will end up being with a suspension. I, I just I would be very, very shocked to see if he was not suspended even even a game, say. One I, game. I, I just think that it clearly warrants a suspension. The history, the track record is there for a suspension with other players in this league and kind of stuff. So I, I would be hard to imagine that they won't end up suspending him. But in the you meantime, would... if you're on the Browns, you can go to the Bahamas with Deshaun Watson as he this as, past, as he's, he's doing. He is literally taking most of his offensive weapons down to the Bahamas to bond and uh, kind of get a little extra work in before. OTA you know, that's a funny. That's a week. funny word you used, offensive weapons. So other than Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb, who else is there? Probably Njoku. That'd be the only other real weapon I'd see. Oh, they did go out and sign Amari Cooper. Cooper and um, Peoples Jones, still decent. Not great, but if he's, if he's your three, it's all right. If you're a Steelers fan and he's your three, you're really happy. I think Peoples Jones is a good number three wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I guess he's done some damage to the Steelers. Yeah, he's a good, recent... but he's not a number one. He's not a no. number two. And that's well, who's the number two? Probably Peoples Jones right now. Yeah, I, I would think, unless it's Njoku, if you want to play that game, which it probably would be. They, as far but they as lost skill. Hooper, right? Yeah. So Njoku has to be your tight number end. one tight end. Which he probably was anyway. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But it helped that you had two guys rather than just one. Do you think it's going to be four games? Uh, half Tom, the I really don't know. I mean, you said there's a track history of guys getting suspensions, but the fact that the league didn't put him on that exempt list, right? Like people were saying in 2020, at the start of 2021. Well, that, that was a little been... weird though because they didn't really have to. Texans kind of did. I guess so. But I think if the Texans were to just say, you know. Say the Texans got off to a decent start without him, and they got really tempted. And like week eight, they were like, "We're going to activate him, and he's going to start next week." You then think I think Goodell would have been like, in? "Not so fast." He's on the uh, commissioner's list. But I think the fact that Houston kind of just was like, "We're going to bury him as a healthy scratch. We're going to pay him," which is ridiculous that he got paid, but we're going to pay him all year, and he's just going to sit the bench, and we won't even bring him into the stadium during the season. I think Goodell was able to, you know, have kind of a backdoor deal with the Texans' ownership and be like. As long as you keep doing it that way, we're not going to officially put him on the commissioner's list. I hope for multiple reasons. One, for the the justice of those affected by the Deshaun Watson actions, and as a Steelers fan, kind of want the Browns to be without a really good quarterback. The former more than the, the last. Why I said it first. So I said it first. Unbelievable, you Steelers fans, and what you would give up just for an advantage on the football field. But, yeah, I think that the schedule coming out and them being in the first three games is huge because, I mean, I you're, think— You're one of the min- few teams that could at, really benefit. At minimum, he's gone for two games, and then you get him in his season debut on that Thursday night. But I feel like I feel like the precedent's been set four games at the very least. Maybe even six. I, I could see him all the way up into their bye week, like maybe six, seven weeks uh, of— having to sit out the season you would hope you would hope and uh, no question about it now as otas are just a week away for teams we're gonna find out because the league can't keep dragging its feet when it comes right. to this they it's gotta, need to tell the browns they need to tell the rest of the league you know as teams start to prepare for cleveland they need to know who's going to be playing quarterback for cleveland so mm-hmm. that decision i expect to be made very shortly that'll do it for this edition of the Steelers standard though always appreciate you guys giving us a listen Thanks, as always, for Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opperman, and we'll talk to you guys next time.